What's the meanest thing I've ever done to an animal? I'm trying to think. Uh, I think I've scolded some rabbits. I'm like, stop it! Stop! Stop the... Oh, you guys! Oh, and those rabbits didn't... That didn't go well for them. They looked really, really upset. Winning my days. Yeah, yeah. What I hate oh. most about Windows 8 is I love my Windows phone. This is making me retroactively hate it. <laughs> this dealing with the bullshit on PC, it's it's great on a phone. It's really good on the phone. Well, right, but, but the phone's only going to be one thing that you can manage at a time. You're manipulating it with a thumb. You're not manipulating it with two hands, a keyboard, a six-button mouse. Exactly. I, I shouldn't have to Google how to turn my computer off. <laughs> what? Shouldn't have to. It's not very intuitive. Um, that is the thing. I understand part of it's, you know, me acting out because it's new. But another yeah. part of it is... Fuck off, is the other <laughs> argument. Yeah, you know, there is an easy way to turn off the computer. I mean, you just press the power button, and then it signals the OS that, oh, it's shutting down. It actually provides the shutdown command. I mean, I know that, but I wanted to just shut it down. I would, Actually, I wanted to just restart it. Jeez, um, it's a glorious pain in the ass. You have to like bring up the start menu, and then hover into a corner, and click the settings gear, and then click the power yeah. thing. Yeah. And I had, I was talking with Chris Carter, um, Destructoid's very own Lil Pumpy, uh, and he was defending Windows 8, and a, f- a bunch of others were defending Windows 8. The main driving force of their argument was, well, you can install a load of things to change it so it's more like Windows 7, and you don't even have to use the uh, Windows 8 start screen very much. So the biggest selling point of Windows 8 is you can... With effort, ignore everything that makes it Windows 8. (laughs) Heck of a sales pitch, Microsoft, you fucking demented toads. At the same time, we had the same shit happen when XP came along. XP came out and everyone wanted it to look and feel like Windows 95 because that's what they were accustomed to. And now I look back at XP very fondly (laughs) for all the things that it did to innovate. Um, that may eventually be the case with, with the, um, with 8. It might be. I want to like him. I was just looking at, uh, at, at, at Jordan. He's sitting next to me and he's making what I think is a header. And I think it's the EA logo, but he's turning the A into a KKK white hood. Right. Jim did the original. Oh, the poop one. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I hadn't read that article. He's making a, a larger version of your image. <laughs> ah, that's not my image. That's the consumerists. They may have a larger one on their site. Um, we've started, by the way. Oh, the um, show? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was... Wow. Imagine that. The listeners privileged hearing Conrad and Jordan talk a second about that's work. That's fun. That's like a glimpse inside the winking anus of Destructoid. It's thrilling. Just, it, I'm thrilled. I'm, yeah. I'm, oh. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm not firing on all cylinders today. I am ill. I am sick. Oh, I'm, no. I'm dying, Jonathan. What are we going to do? Uh, there'll be no pod toy. Well, Maybe. 
No, we gotta do one. We could do like it, like let's contact the Make a Wish Foundation. Let's create our own Make a Wish Foundation. <laughs> yeah. For Tim Sterling. Because Sounds Jim's going to die and he deserves to have a dying wish be fulfilled. I oh. Ooh. This can roll in with something I was gonna suggest, because I need to be cured. I've got the cold. Aww. They call it the common cold. It doesn't feel very common. This isn't how I commonly feel. I'm not full of my usual vim and vigor, Jonathan Holmes. Me neither. I'm almost, I almost fell asleep. We're talking about me. Uh, sorry. Well, yeah, let's, focus, <laughs> let's put the focus on me, please. Let's get to what's important here. Let's, for once, right? Please. At, at last, let's talk about Jim Sterling. Let's do it. Please. Uh, Please. I am unwell. I woke up, sore throat. I've got, still got very sore throat. It's painful to talk. This is the sacrifice I make. I am like Jesus, but on a shitty podcast that I hope's recording, because Windows 8. Um, ruddy noses, Jonathan. Achy joint o's. General feeling of malaise. Is that right? Or was I trying to malaise? say Malaysia? No, 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 you're right. Malaysia. Yeah. I feel like Malaysia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I that sounded racist. I, I I don't know if Malaysia's a good country or not. I just know it is there on the map somewhere. Um, it's got animals and people in it, very much like any country. Jonathan. Yes, it's true. Just oh like God, you. I'm so sick, Jonathan. No, you're good. You're going to be good. I am. Uh, had to record. I've got, like, three Escapers videos to do this week. Um, I did one of them, and I don't feel good. I wanted to do an article on Bioshock Infinite for Destructoid, but I can't. I've got to do my interview with Bethesda. got to write that up all nice, and I can't. Oh. Got to play Dead Island Riptide, but I can't, and that's not because I'm sick. Um, <laughs> i got to play Soul Sacrifice, but I can't. I can. I have been. Ten minutes ago, it's great. Oh, I can't say that yet. It's all right. And that's <laughs> that's just another a different opinion. It's between great and all right, um, good, even. But I'm ill. <laughs> can't you see? I, I, you sound good. I, that's, I'm putting on brave soldier face for the boys and girls who won't stop asking me if I'm doing fucking Bobtoid. <laughs> fucking Facebook this morning I go on looking for sympathy from my friends and family and adoring public. I am ill, I proclaim. I don't have long left to live, probably. Here are the charts. And I showed them all my you know, skin cancer and hair cancer test results I've got, because that is definitely what I've got, probably. And straight out, don't even miss a beat. Podtoid? sociopaths that's sociopaths you could tell them and like 9-11 could happen again right 9-11 could happen all over again they could hijack some more planes you know people are angry because bin laden got like punched or whatever it was they did to him and they hijack another plane they drive it into whatever america has got now that's good um, Jim, you could pilot the plane into the tower. Yeah. Survive somehow. And they would still ask you where Podtoid was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be in Guantanamo's Bay. And 
uh, a, a soldier will come in and put a bag on my head and take all my clothes off and take photos of himself with his thumbs up next to me. You know, they make dogs try and touch me and I'll be like, oh no, they're dirty, they're dirty. And they're like, hey, touch, kiss the dog, kiss the dog. And I'll have to kiss the dog. And the soldiers will make me, like, kiss it on the bum. Because that's what they do in Guantanamo Bay. And then, like, the general will come up and he'll say, God damn it, Sterling! Tell me the location of them smoking partoids. And I'll say, I don't know what you mean. He says, partoid? Partoid? That's how I imagine they fucking sound when they ask. But 9-11 could happen again. I, I wouldn't even have to be involved. And Fox News will come on and say, oh, the, a plane's hit the Disney castle and killed a thousand children. And someone will send me a message saying, dude, I just heard about 9-11 too. The quickening. <laughs> Are you going to be in a good state to do Podtoid? Because I've got to go to work. Or I've got a five-hour car journey somewhere. Shouldn't even be driving that long. Fuel consumption, guys. Think about the environment. I mean, this is the world you live in, and you're just destroying it. Oh. It's sad. The environment could be fully destroyed. And there'll be some rabbit in the middle of a forest fire saying, oh no, but I didn't download the latest fucking pop toy. <laughs> We'd be living in Fallout. Yeah. People wandering the waste, looking for for a signal to they, get their pod toy. They will, the Brotherhood of Podtoid will form of these power-armored knights Templar who scour oh, yeah, the wastelands. Oh, yeah, very powered armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they'll wear a bucket. Yes. They'll wear a bucket on their head, scouring the wasteland for discarded MP3s from the before time. That would be good, actually. Would you like to be a post-apocalyptic god, Jonathan? Uh, no. I just want to take a quick one. Uh. Um... I'm a nap. I'm a napper. Oh my god, I'm ill, and you are just a bit tired. You'll be alright. I'll, I'll be alright. Right. You can. You you will sleep when you're dead. I'm sleeping. Your job right now is to cure me. Um, why don't you take a nap? Right. What's good for colds? What is it people? Naps. No. What is it people always eat when they have colds? Oranges. No. The tick ate one in an episode where he had a cold. Um, he grew a mustache. Yeah, chicken soup they have. Oh, chicken soup, good for the cold. Good for. There's the a song. song about it. Can you sing it? I I don't know. Uh, yeah, you can do it. I don't know it. Oh come on! Eat it once. Eat it twice. Eating chicken soup with rice. Come on. Was that an old Campbell's soup ad? No, it was, uh, I think it was that woman who was close to that other man. <laughs> Who's well, that guy? No, 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 I know what I'm talking about. Who's that guy? <laughs> I'm so tired. You, bit, yeah, you're pretty bad. I'll be fine. You sound sick James of Taylor. Name. Jim. James, James Taylor. Taylor? Is his name. Oh. And he had a girlfriend who everyone hated when they sang um, Mama's Gonna Buy You a Diamond Ring together. What was her name? That's my question I, to you guys. I'm I, awake now. I feel much better now that I'm talking. I if I stop no talking, idea. that's false. Come on, you know her name. Carly Simon, I bet. Is it? Oh, I know Carly Simon. She's annoying. 
Yeah, she sang a song about chicken soup, and I want Jim to sing it. Well, we'll get to that. I need chicken soup. I need to eat chicken soup, so I'm in a good mood for do chicken soup. But here's the conundrum that I'm in, Jonathan. Okay. The cure for chicken soup, the uh-huh. cure for the cold, rather, is the chicken soup. It's inside the chicken soup. Chickens carry natural antibodies in their feathers. So that when you grind up the whole chicken and it comes out as a sludgy soup, you're basically eating the cure for the common cold. Oh. And then you poo all the cure out. Uh, and that's why we don't we can't just inject it in because you just poo it out. But when it's in you, it makes you feel better and nice and, and all warm in your stomach. But I can't eat chicken, Jonathan. Because, because of my newfound Hindu beliefs. And <laughs> as you know... In, in Hinduism, chicken isn't kosher. I didn't know that, actually. Mm, I didn't know they used the kosher word. And uh-huh. I didn't know that chicken... I know cow, no good. But chicken, too? Yeah. I, but I got chicken tiki, tiki marsala all the time. In Hindu places. Hindu have, you, have you ever seen Dalzim in Street Fighter eat a chicken? Uh, I haven't seen him eat mm, any. There you go. No chicken eat for Hindu boy. Uh, I need a substitute. Okay. I need something that is like chicken soup. It's got the consistency. It can have the warmth. It'll feel the same way on my tongue and slide down my throat. And Jonathan Holmes, as a trained doctor, I think you need to administer this cure. What are you talking about? I need you to mail me your spunk. (laughs) You mean, people have been talking about spunk a lot lately on the news, on the radio. I think about it all the time. But I think they just mean, like, moxie or uh, peppiness. Yeah. They don't mean anything, any fluid. I don't need your peppy moxiness. You don't? No. I need your jizz. (laughs) No, you don't. I've explained my reasons, my motivations. Because you're Hindu? Because I'm Hindu, I need you to jizz in my mouth. That's how religion works. It is a little how some religions work. If you do not, right, let me eat your spunk, that is a breach of my religious freedom. That is patently un-American. I want you to do a rap song now. No, no, we're not we're not That's finished a, on this discussion. No, it's I mean this is a, what they I'm, Chicken I'm Soup. Helping. No, it's good. Chicken soup is the jizz of food. You just said, let me eat your spunk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wrapped it to the tune of let me clear my throat, which is like, <laughs> let me clear my throat. <laughs> if you change the lyrics, Weird Al Yankovic style, to being about semen eating. Yeah. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic would never, ever ever do something so directly explicit and clear. Although, he does have some of the best innuendo in comedy music writing. I like his originals. I'm all alone at the gas station of love and I'm forced to use the self-service pump. Whoa. Does that mean Baton? 
Oh yeah. Jeez. Oh yeah. I don't like thinking about him baiting. No. I. Yucca. That's a yeah. great image. Isn't it weird how Yankovic whacking one out? Yeah, he's especially nowadays where he's a bit older. He doesn't have the facial hair so much. You can just see his big elongated violator from Spawn chin, just taut. A big rictus grin on his mouth. He looks a bit like the alien queen with hair. Cross between her and the cowardly lion. <laughs> Naked. Body kind of muscular, but, but with wrinkles under the teats and stuff. Just going, oh, Do it. Do it. <laughs> Telling himself to do it. That's what he does. He looks in a mirror. Wearing an eye patch inexplicably. Just go, do it! <laughs> I know you can! You do it if you try! <laughs> he does, yeah, he, he needs to support himself through it. He's masturbating both physically and emotionally. And, and in many ways, I, I take um, many of my life lessons from Al Yankovic. Mm. So I would like to encourage you to masturbate into a tin can, Mm-mm. wrap that up with duct tape, whack an address on it, and then send it along so I can have lovely chicken soup for feel better, <laughs> energized, revitalized, leave my house. This me- This really requires no bad thing for you. Uh, uh... You get to masturbate, which, well, anybody should be so lucky. <laughs> we don't get to do it often in life. Take every opportunity, every excuse. Uh, that's again, as a Hindu, um, thou shalt not wank without a good excuse. Brackets, jizz for friend. Close brackets. Um, wank off into a tin can, duct tape it up, send it over. I'll heat that again in the microwave. Um, unless they, I'm you know asleep when the FedEx man comes. They usually just leave it out on the step. So it'll probably just warm up in the Mississippi sun. And then uh, sun, sun-baked Johnny Jizz. Oh, that's Dr. gross. Dr. Holmes's sun-baked Jizz can. <laughs> jizz soup. Jizz soup for the soul. Spunky Ugh. soup. Spunky, spunky medicine. <laughs> Dr. Holmes's spunky medicine. It's gross. It's not It's good. not. How is it? It's chicken soup. It's natural. Right? Chicken soup. It's organic. Chicken soup is thick, viscous, slides down the throat. It's salty. Sometimes it coats. Sometimes there are chunks in it. Sugars for energy. High in protein. It looks great dripping off a man or woman's chin. It's really a fashion statement. Soup does not... Nope, nope. Sexy no. soup. I want to suck the sexy soup from your slithering sausage to feel better. You took you took the Hippocratic oath as a doctor, as a trained uh, heart surgeon. No. Your credos says, "Do not let a patient die." I could die without your semen. <laughs> You'll be okay. And if you die, it, it's all... No, you won't die. You are freezing me out, bro. <laughs> you are freezing my balls stone cold. 
his his death's going to be on your hands. I just I just want you to understand that, Holmes. I'm You're killing Jim Sterling. Every second I go unspunked is a second taken toward my last breath. Unspunked? So there's words <laughs> for being spunked. And there's an antonym for it, which is a state you don't want to be in. Unspunked. I don't see what the problem is here. There's not a problem. I jizz in a can for you. I'll do it without you asking. I will do it. I'm going to do it. It will happen. Many times. It probably will, yeah. Does yeah. that stuff yeah, disappear after a while? Houdini? Well, that's why you got to duct tape it up tight. Airtight. Keep it preserved. And then when it, it bakes in the sun, it should be just as fresh Ugh. as it was when it popped from the faucet. Faucet? Um, I, I, I must say as Metaphor? well, I mean, I want a full can. Oh, jeez. So, so it's going to have to be you... Like, splacking off. You're gonna be a busy boy, Holmes. You're gonna be a very busy boy. Um, it's gonna be like being 14 all over again. I remember being 14. Great days. Salad days. Days of our lives. Tough One- salad days. <laughs> yes, ah. indeed. The wonder years. What ah. would you do if I sang at it Oh, that's good. Would you stand up and jizz on me? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Why? Why would you ask that? Come and I'll sing you a song. <laughs> but if it's in my eyes, I can't see. Semen, <laughs> you mean? Jesus, with a little help from my friends. I need is some spunk. Whoa. Help from my friends. I'm oh, sorry, I'm done there. I'm good. Yeah. No. So, I, John, uh, Conrad's made um, what I think is a very convincing argument. Uh, I am now 100% committed to the idea of of eating your semen like soup. Thanks to Conrad's compelling argument, I was on the fence before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of jizzing all over things, mm. um, I did finally finish Bioshock Infinite. Excellent. What did you I, think? I am absolutely convinced that Holmes needs to have some kind of experience with it. Like, and I know, I know how hard that can be with your, you know, living situation and the one TV and, you know, and you like to do things on the couch next to your wife uh, that she can, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cognizant of that. And so I'm thinking I'm probably just going to record a gameplay run of it. So that you can you can see it. I actually, I think there is a YouTube video. Oh, um, uh, uh, hang on, hang on. This is special for Holmes. Oh, you um, want to make specially prepare it's this? Special for Holmes because I mean, yeah, I could point. Yes, there's a YouTube video out there that you know yeah. cuts it down to just the story beats and lets you. But I don't think that's the same because in, as we discussed on the question this week, both of us uh, pointed out that the combat, the violence, is really integral to. Mm-hmm. To the game's experience, but I also am aware that that kind of thing, you know, isn't really your bag, Holmes. Yeah. You know, well, and so, it's, it's only fair because Jonathan Holmes is preparing something personal and home baked for me. That's true. So yeah. I like shooting them in the game. Uh, I like you, the shooting game. I, I, 
I hope you remember that you said you like shooting them. I do. Yeah. Yep. Well, nice. Once you've got a tin can in one hand and something else in the other. Not going to be doing it. <laughs> tin can. I'm going to record Please that. come. Soup. Please come so I'm going to record this session. Just a straight run through. I'm going to cut out all of the combat. Um, but you want to have something that sort of gives that same sense and experience. So I'm going to replace it all with hardcore pornography. <laughs> Brilliant. I still get that endorphin rush. You still, but it's something you like and appreciate as opposed to just senseless violence. I don't like or appreciate hardcore pornography too much. What? What are you talking oh, about? I, I did like the too much. No, <laughs> it's not the worst thing ever, but it's not that good. It's all right. You know, it's just like, I don't know, potato chips. I can't, I can't finish unless I'm looking at devastatingly hardcore pornography. <laughs> like, like stuff that gives me night terrors. <sighs> like, she's on the verge of death. That's how violent it is. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's not quite a snuff film because he's not going to choke her all the way. God, pornography has really gotten just uncomfortable oh, yeah. Yeah. with the advent of the internet and wider distribution. And it's desensitizing. I mean, I'm at the point now where I ain't going to be making no messes until I see two hungry lions eating each other. <laughs> like, just as soon as, you know, the jugular of one of them's torn out. And feasted upon by the skin and bones, ghastly shadow of a lion that's left standing. That's when I'm on the verge, on the tipping point, as it were, Jonathan. I envy you able to, I guess, just, what, just do it on wishes and clouds in your (laughs) innocent world? If you don't uh, get into it too much... So tired. You know, you know, it's uh, like you said. You gotta take a break from uh, jerking it, and watching porns. Then you see one after not seeing nothing for like a month, and you'll be like, "Oh, so so cool." And you love a, it. It's a little treat for you. I guess so. I'm yeah. just giving you advice. I don't for know. me, I mean, it may as well be like breathing. <laughs> I can't concentrate on work. Jonathan, without it. Without the porns? Yeah. Pornog, I think they're calling it now. It's a cool new word for it. Yeah. So anyway, Bioshock, I I liked it. I mean, the more I think about it, the less I like it. Huh, that's interesting. In terms of its narrative design and the story that it's telling and its resolution, um, there are things about it that the under further scrutiny are like okay so why did i bother Mm. Um, you really don't want to scrutinize to the point of no fun no well no but this is a game that's very clearly designed to engage people in intellectual exercises Mm -hmm. you know they 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 want you to think about it it's not you know it's their own damn fault for making me do that Oh, sure, I'm not blaming you, it's just... Uh... Yeah, they want you to think about it, but you're kind of setting the deck against them by thinking about it. Oh, that is kind of a, yeah, that's kind of an Don't error. Don't think about it, just think about it, guys. Just think that it's intellectual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Infinite reminds me of Prometheus in many ways. It's like... Movie? Yeah, oh. it's, it's like, there are issues with it. Actually, no, I, I 
I'd say more, because we talked about this on Potter before, um, more like The Dark Knight Rises, which I know Jonathan has just made it sound terrible to you. But the way Nolan does a film, it's like his films often have huge plot holes and, and issues with them and weird things in the structure. But I've always been impressed by how he just tells his stories well enough that it doesn't matter. Mm, and yes. I think Infinite's like that. It's like, yeah, if you stop and think and scrutinize Infinite, it makes no sense. Like, no sense in terms of just the logic of a lot of things. Um, but the story, I find, is just still compelling enough that, that it doesn't matter to me. I can just watch and enjoy. Um, you know, I beat it the once. I've seen it played through twice. Uh, and just really love it. I, I think it's told with so much style and grace that any uh, mechanical issues with the story fade away for me. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. There is a, a specific moment in the game, and I'm not going to get too far into it, because I'm going to actually do a video on this, uh, hopefully coming out later this week. But, uh, you know, like, there, there are points at the game where you can see the wires. You know, mm. where you, you, you look at it for a second, you take a step back, and you think, you know what, I'm playing a video game. I'm not experiencing this. It's just a thing. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, every great piece of art exposes its workings in some way, I'm sure. And, and that's fine. Um, but things like, like the conclusion. And, I mean, I don't want to, like, harp on it or anything. But how do you conclude a multidimensional time travel story? Like, how do you actually conclude it? If your conception, if, the, if, the, if you have to concede that everything is possible and everything that's possible happens somewhere, then you haven't resolved anything mm. at the end of the game. It's pretty interesting. Well, they just, uh, they did that in a comic book about Dr. Manhattan from The Watchmen because he got his own miniseries and it's all about uh, quantum physics and the, the cat there in the box, and it's dead and alive at the same time. And they resolved it real good. I don't want to spoil it, but I was impressed with that writing. They made it all make sense, and there was a first, second, and third act, and a nice narrative arc, and a tie right. together. And, and, and this good. has all of those things. That's oh, there's good. nothing wrong with like it. But it, what it is, it's like it's an episode of The Twilight Zone. Well, I mean, I the, love the Twilight Zone, and and that's that exactly. I'm not complaining about like the twist or the surprise, but the conclusion of it and the way it's justified feels very Twilight Zone. Uh, that sounds good to me. The trouble is, I can't because I don't want to turn this into a spoiler cast and have people. Yeah, surprised. and that's I'm trying really hard because um, I mean, I will say, I mean, you said that they established anything and everything can happen, but. The game does do a point of uh, make a point of, of establishing that not everything is changeable, and that certain instances, no matter how many times you try and alter the variables, things will happen. Um, to not give a spoiler, uh, because it happens very early on, you're given a choice of say, um, you're given something to throw at these people on a stage. And you can choose to throw it at one person, or you can choose to throw it at some other people. Um, no matter which option you choose, the result is always the same. And that's one of the, the running themes of, of the game, is that there are variables and there are constants. I don't know if that's entirely accurate. 
that the result is the same. Um, now, in that particular sequence, for the purposes of, you know, who you choose to throw in that moment, the result is unchanged. But later on, you encounter those characters again, if you, you know, and I haven't played back through to where I did the wrong thing. I was saving that for Holmes's run because I wanted it to play it as he would have, um, as a terrible racist thief. And uh, What's going on in my life? What are you what are you talking about? Quantum I mean, I see what you mean. I mean, back and forth, they, you, those, you encounter those characters again, and they thank you for not having assaulted yeah. them and give you a reward. So, sure. I mean, different things can happen even off the same act. But one of the constants there is even if he's told not to um, pick seventy-seven. He picks He's going to seven. pick seven. seven. Um, yes. No matter how many times someone is asked to um, flip a coin, they'll always call one thing. Um, right. That's kind of, and I'm not, you know, I don't know that that's true, and I don't want to argue whether that's feasible or not as an actual um, believable storyline, but that's certainly the theme in Bioshock Infinite. Right, um, but at the same time, if you were to say, I don't know, smother a child in their crib before they were born so that, you know, something couldn't happen. Let's say, hypothetically, you could do that. That's still a choice. There will still always be that alternative choice that was made or could have been made that has to continue to exist under, you know, under this theory. Sure, but Bioshock Infinite covered its tracks by saying no. Right, exactly. But at least they said no. That's my but only I, problem. I absolutely respect that, and you're right, because they, they do, there's a point where the justification is so clearly laid out as to preempt criticism of it, which is to say, because it is, because it was, because it shall be. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Now, I don't mind any media doing that. My no. only problem with media is, like, one of the Harry Potter films where there's a fucking time travel thing, and time travel's always dodgy, but they made it especially messy. Um, and I, w I don't mind plot holes being messy or things being weird, so long as there's some mention of it in the thing. Right. Uh, otherwise, it really bothers me. Uh, and I can't give any examples because they're all spoilers for something, and I don't want to inadvertently ruin things for anyone because I'm not Jonathan Holmes. But what? I... What? I'm leaving. You guys are being so mean to me this week, and I'm so sleepy. Oh, I don't like shooty games. Now you're saying I spoil things for people on purpose. I don't have to take it. I can just get out. It's, it's not so much the shooty things I don't think you like. I just don't think you would care for the excess in uh, graphic violence. I, I like just, no I, more heroes and Resident Evil shooting them bloody. This bloody is ugly people. people. Like this is people. ugly, like gross people shooting I love each other. Ugly, gross people. Sounds good. The only reason I haven't played it is because uh, I'm just not playing playing stuff. I want to play Luigi's Mansion too, as well. That looks fun. No, I haven't gotten around you to it. You will not like it. I won't. How come? Is it there bad? is a, there is a scene where Luigi's got this kind of metal hook, and he just shoves it in a ghost's face and mangles it up. And then another ghost tries to grab him from behind, and he jams the hook in, be like, two points of the hook in between the ghost's neck, and then pulls it, and the hook spin round and breaks the ghost's neck, and he throws that aside. Seems good. I like a good time. I uh, just saw the Prometheus. It had a squid kissing a man, and then it turned into 
a fake alien. Yeah. That, that is, was good. That's that's Prometheus in a nutshell. <laughs> that happened, though. I'm it, not making it up. You didn't make it up. Is that a spoiler? Oh, no. Didn't that movie you... come out, like, last year, though? Is it, is it safe now? Probably. Hey, probably on Podtoid. It's on uh, cable now. I mean, everybody's seen it. There you so go. Good. You're scratching your microphone, my dear friend. Oh, no. Is that better? For the moment. Okay, I'm going to hold it tight. Yeah. Uh, I'm, gonna I, I don't, I'm letting that go. Want to hold it tight? <laughs> yeah. Don't keep saying it, because... Because it's not helping. Because the chances are it will... It'll, Just keeping it up close up. to my face. So. <laughs> uh, will it issue forth unexpectedly? Like a surprise? Just like... Uh! <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on this week. It's a wild week. Yeah. Why don't you come in a uh, cup for me? What you want? Come in a cup for me. No, 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 it's no, gonna no. happen. It's inevitable. Has jizzed, is jizzing, will jizz. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, so Bioshock Infinite, I'll play that sometime. You don't You're have as to cold as ice. I, I really hope you do. You won't spunk up yeah, I'm sure will. Let's in a cup. Like the last. Hour of the game, I think, has some really fascinating like statements on game design. Um, that are f- fascinating, absolutely fascinating. I'd love to. I'd love to hear your take on it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I will play all the games someday. Can't uh, believe you talked over my foreign jizz song. It was a good song. There's a lot of songs this week. It was a good song. That's a great song. It's got, but but now it's got Bioshock talk going over it, so I can't cut it out of the MP3 and put it on iTunes as a single. I wonder if you should put out an album on Bandcamp, Jim. You like making a little extra money, don't you? I've got an album on Bandcamp. You do? What's that? Well, it's not on Bandcamp. It's on Spotify. Oh, I don't know about that. It's called It's called Twenty One Twelve. It's a what? little outfit I worked with back in the day called Rush. What did you do in the band? Play bass. Uh, play, play bass on songs up. Did he sing too? Yeah. I said, I'm a working man. Please give me some money. <laughs> that song doesn't go like that, does it? Yes, it does. They call me the working man. Well, it did before they cut Jim out of the studio. Yeah. Oh, so this is the original tracks? Yeah, yeah with the original lyrics. How do those go? It goes, they call me a working man. Jonathan Spunk in a can. <laughs> I wasn't even born, was I? I was like just born when that came out. It's a time it paradox. It's like Bioshock Infinite. It's prophecy. <laughs> there are many different universes, but with many different alternatives, many different paths. But one, one of the constants. One of the constants. That you jizz in a cup. Is, yeah. And that's. Has jizzed, will jizz. Has so, jizzed, will jizz. Yeah, always, forever, throughout the time stream. Doctor Who could go to any point at any time in any reality. And, and get spunk in, your, in his eye. Your <laughs> spunk in his eye, just BAM! Every time, you, every time you come, it goes through reality. What? That's true. <laughs> 
reality is true. Stephen Hawking s- said this. He said, the universe is always expanding. Jonathan is always spunking through time and space forever. It's what killed the dinosaurs. What? That's where what? it goes. To the dinosaurs? Every time you come, it goes to the dinosaur time. And you ended up spunking enough times that it drowned all the dinosaurs. And it was like Waterworld a bit, but to be honest, it was too thick for the boats. Yeah, it was not an ice age. It was not an ice age. It was not an ice age. Uh, That'd be a good film. Spunky World. (laughs) It would not. Starring Willem Dafoe (laughs) as a a mutant on a raft. And he's he's just got a big stick. And he's basically just pushing the raft along this river of creamy froth. Just going, I can't believe Jonathan Holmes covered the world in his spunk. Is he happy or sad about it? I can't tell from that tone of voice. Uh, he's sad, but I was just happy to say what I just said. <laughs> to be honest. Ah, oh, Defoe. Is he going to live forever or just a long time? I don't want him to die. <laughs> What if he stops making things? I don't things? want him to die. Um, no. But you're in no position, Jonathan, to talk uh, about death after what you've done this week. What have I done? A certain Baroness, a certain assassination. The Baroness from G.I. Joe? Mm, I wish the Baroness. Oh my happen. god. That would have been so much more awesome. She's pretty awesome. I Could you imagine if the Baroness had been the, the Prime Minister? Uh, nothing would have changed. <laughs> Cobra. That's That's, in... uh... It would have just been Empire Forever. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I think Britain in the 80s would have been better had Cobra been in charge. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Thatcher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tell those miners to go fuck themselves! <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, dearie me. I know, I know a little about her. I, I heard she was We're pretty... We're going to sell uh, all the hospitals to Microsoft! <laughs> Tell the people who may not know, Jim, why she's so reviled. I'm hearing about her every day on the radio still. And for that. But for selling the hospitals to the Microsoft? Yeah, but, but less sounding like Cobra Commander as she did. <laughs> it's more like, oh, okay, to sell the hospitals to Microsoft. Uh, she didn't sell hospitals to Microsoft, but she did privatize a lot of things that taxpayers are already fucking paid for. Um, a lot of public services and things. Uh, that was one thing she did. She's a milk thief. Stole all the milk, Jonathan. What? Um, that's what my brother keeps banging on about. He can't let that bit go because she had milk taken out of the skulls. Um, basically, imagine Mitt Romney's presidential campaign, but it happened and worse. And Did your taxes go down? What? Did your taxes go down? For the very rich people. Exactly. Damn yep. right, exactly. I don't know much of it. So, from what I gathered, because Jim, you at a time leaned right quite a bit. But for your whole life, you have not. Yeah, but then I moved my massive weighty penis to the left. <laughs> Do you get that? Do you get well, that? I was saying I physically think... I leaned right. Because of my immense donk. Oh, you mean your penis just kind of bent to the right? That's what you're saying? 
We'll we'll abandon this. It's not working. <laughs> I um, don't know what it means. I'm not too smart. Margaret Thatcher. What else did she do? Well, I mean, she started a civil war with the unions. Oh really? Yeah. Um, there was the whole miners' strike thing because she was closing things down and and putting a lot of people out of jobs. It's the poll tax riots, where it was the whole basically no representation without taxation kind of thing. Um, what else did she do? The Falklands started a war under very dubious terms that no one wanted to go through with. And just generally a, was Britain's embodiment of the whole greed is good, uh, look out for number one. Um, the idea of society is uh, an illusion and we should break that spell and turn everyone into avaricious self-servers, which has has seen written through to 2013 mission accomplished yes well done her um she's got her admirers as dyed ted bundy in many ways people wanting to marry him charles manson had uh, a lot of people behind him too and she was good friends with augustus pinochet as well Oh, what a charming company. The genocidal maniac who she wanted to convince the world was actually just a lovely boy. Oh, wow. That's um, uh, not a yeah. good sign of character, no. And I'm not, you know, there are many more eloquent men and women than I who could tell you exactly what's wrong with her. But, you know, I was, I was going to say lucky enough, but, you know, I was born in 1984. Um and she was ousted in 1990. Uh, so, with it being in my early years, I'm not that intimately familiar with, with Thatcher while she was in power, but a lot of what she did uh, had a legacy, which went on into the 90s and beyond. And it's still being felt today with David Cameron in control uh, of the country. Uh, and especially growing up as a working class um, very, very poor. Um, homeless living uh, on the floors of friends at one point um, before I was six. Um, it was it was bad times. And, and Thatcher was not on the side of people who were going through bad times. So She got made fun of in Muppet form a lot. And that's how most people in the United States know her, is in this uh, Muppet form from the BBC. Because she was always... My understanding is she was trying to shut down the BBC and cut funding to the BBC a lot because it was worthless uh, in her perspective. So the BBC fired she right back. She did a lot of that. Yeah. She did a lot of, of, of anything that didn't directly benefit her and her um, extremely rich friends was useless and should be shut down, um, i.e. milk thief. <laughs> and in many so, ways, I'm trying to keep her legacy alive by stealing your milk. But, but why would you want to be... You don't want to be like her. You're right. You're... I need you to give me your milk. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. For the uh, good of the state. For the good of the state. It's, it's social welfare, because if I don't get it, there's going to be hell to pay, and society is going to be the one with the debt. <sighs> Can I just die? Maybe I should just die. I'm gonna die! I'm One day gonna... you will! Just be patient, for God's sake! <laughs> Honestly! You sound healthy, Jim. You're good. Let You're Margaret, good. Are, you, are you calling me a liar? No, you see, I'm just letting you know how you sound. 
You sound very nice. Well, I'm putting it on for the show because I'm a showman and a professional. You are. You do this for a living. I feel so bad. I want to go to sleep. Really? You too? I really do. You seem so so healthy. Talk about Batman. Tell me about the Batman origins. You want it? (laughs) I could listen to you asking me questions in that way all day. Um, I just want to know if you like Batman. I do like Batman. You think it's going to be good this time? I think it's going to be good this time. Well, I like the last two. Um, but that was made by a different studio. And we got the uh, one is it was it Warner Brothers Montreal doing it now? Yeah, those are the guys now. Yeah. Uh I'll keep an open mind. I'm looking forward to it. Kind of. Not really up on the prequel thing. But they yeah, did it's a strange choice. I don't, I don't I don't do you think they're doing that because it is a new studio and they're thinking there's going to be stylistic differences people are going to notice, but if it's a prequel, we can kind of say that's why. I think it's more they wrote themselves into a corner with the ending of, of Arkham City. Yeah, uh, they, they kind of killed a fairly important character, and on and, and, and reflection, they might be looking back and think, God, we'd kind of like to use that again. Uh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That's, it's, it's kind of... We kind of killed the one thing outside of Batman that people... Know about Batman? Yeah. Uh, probably shouldn't have done that. But, mm. you know, we'll see what happens. I um, I wanted a game all about the Scarecrow, actually, because since he was omitted from Arkham City and uh, they had that whole, like, City of Terror stinger, like, not stinger, sort of Easter egg in Arkham City that implied the Scarecrow was going to do something massive in the future. I wanted that. I wanted, like, Arkham Terror or something where he's the main bad guy, but... Obviously, we're not getting that. We're going backwards. Um, but it could still be good. I'm just... Prequels are always a bit... Eh, to me. Yeah, there, there have been some good prequels, but in general, the concept doesn't ever really tantalize me. I don't I don't need to know how things were, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I often find that can lead to over-explanation. Um, and I don't like things over-explained. I like a bit of mystery. I like to imagine how someone got the way they were. I don't need to be told every little spoon-fed detail. Well, if they just make it uh, a younger Batman with uh, just a different set of villains and aren't always shoving it in your face, then it's an origin story. Then it could be good, especially if the villains are good. But if it's... You know, well, and they, I don't yeah. think it's like a Batman origin story here. I think it's mm, really... I know, but the name does imply that maybe well, right. the Joker's origin or some sort of origin. Uh, the it, origin I be... expect is the origin of the uh, of Arkham. Uh, oh, that makes you know, that's, sense. Hence Arkham Origins. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting from it. And I think I, I agree uh, that um, prequels can be kind of messy in that way um and and establishing background for things that are canon can open you up to some complexities and can sort of ruin some of the mystery but at the same time it does also present them an opportunity to lay seeds for other things that could come later in the chronology you know things that you know to set up other ideas so i'm i'm big on that potential but the thing that really has me interested about Batman is the the handheld game that they announced. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Arkham people, Origins yeah, Black a lot of people are excited for that one. Like, I mean, because Batman Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, uh, those are really just three D Metroidvania type games. So if they can find a way that uh, 
involves the kind of combat thing, the free flow combat, which I think would be the biggest challenge interpreting into 2.5D. Yeah, they're not going to do that. <laughs> if they were to do that, that'd be really impressive. I think they'll find some other alternative. But there's a lot of great potential for a cool game, and, and we don't have enough of those. I mean, mm. Shadow Complex... Um, Shadow Complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rare. Guaca, Guacamelee. Guacamelee you know, now. Yep. Melee has some of that. But not, not you know, it's a lighthearted and it's, there's ex- exploration, but a lot of it is um, pretty straightforward as to what to do. Uh, that's a game I reviewed. I guess I'll tell people that. That's a review you can read. It's a PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita game. But to read the review, even if you don't have those things, you might find out something new. Yeah, read yeah. it, you morons. I'm looking forward <laughs> to playing that. Uh, that's something that Jordan and I have on the docket as something that we're gonna gonna play a little bit. We're gonna uh, launch a a show here pretty soon. That's really just him and me playing co-op games. And Jonathan Holmes recorded a great theme song for it, and we're only gonna use like the last five seconds of it. And I feel terrible. Well, that's okay. Do you want me to record just a five-second theme song instead? Uh, if you can, yeah. The, yeah I, I, would cer- I would certainly look at it and try it. Uh, I could try. I'm pretty out to lunch this week, but I would but certainly... The last do... couple seconds are actually just, like, totally fine. and We might use the, the full song in the closing or, or something like that. And I don't want it to just disappear because I think it's beautiful. But <laughs> I don't even remember it now. I tried to write it good, but I've been so strapped for time that I just had to record it really fast in a room uh in the corner of the room so it wouldn't you wouldn't pick up on the background noise in there well, I, I was think you hear the dog absolutely termescent while listening to it what's that word mean swollen engorged <laughs> <laughs> it was from the heart uh yes it so was that- definitely coming from somewhere <laughs> no, I mean this. My song was. I don't know oh, your swelling. Oh. Your swelling was, but either way, it's fine. Uh, then EA was voted the worst company of the 2013 already. Stupid. Yeah, who voted on it? I don't they know, but I'm pretty sure vote. that they weren't giving their employees cancer or anything. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't. I don't get people. Cause some people got really bent out of shape because ah, oh, Bank of America. It's like. The contest was over who would win a golden poo. I I see no reason to get bent up out of shape over it one way or the other. I'm not uh, bent out of shape. I just can't understand why it's such, why people would... I mean, it, it's so obvious how narrow-minded such a survey ultimately is. Was you it know, an internet it's, survey? Yeah, and it's focused, oh. you know, so there you go, that, that demographic right there well, is, I don't want to say they have a bias, but and it's, it's tech-oriented, and it's something that uh, impacts people on a, on a basis of self-interest. Well, I think and that's how they voted. Right, it's, but that's, that's not necessarily, like, really, because it inconveniences you, personally, that makes it the worst company in America. That's just well, asinine. They're probably not any of them objectively saying EA is the worst company in America. But of the companies, EA is the one they're interested in. Um, it's an online poll. As you say, the tech sector is heavily involved. Uh, a lot of gamers saw it. And a lot of gamers are going to be more interested in game companies than they are in Nexon or BP or, or AT&T even. Foxconn. Uh, well, Foxconn. Oh, you know, they're... In China. 
people are going to vote on their personal interests and what they're most personally affected by. I mean, sure, the Bank of America, the shit it did was horrible, but I'm willing to bet a lot of the people voting weren't affected by well, all voters. Afford internet access. Well, there you go. Um, it's like, because I was talking to Dan Stapleton, who I think works at IGN now, and he was saying, oh, the people who voted for EA are jackasses. But it's like, they're not jackasses. It's not like after voting, they then went out and pointed at someone who's been foreclosed on and went, ha ha, I voted for EA instead of Bank of America, you homeless fuck. It's like they didn't do anything nasty or, or immoral, and and it's not like the winner of this poll is going to go to jail or be fined. They uh, did something pointless and unthinking, though. Well, they, they sure, but they, it's a pointless poll. I would imagine it's they. A, it's for a golden poo. If they, it's so pointless, why is everybody fucking talking about it? Oh, it means something to us, and it, it, they were voting. To show how they felt about what they know, and what they know is a certain set of companies, and out of the companies they knew, they said which one they liked the least. It was and more that of a... be, but I think that should be scary in a, in a certain way that they can't take a step back and assess a larger impact than the thing that they know and are annoyed by. Like, why wouldn't you take a list, a look at the list and say, I don't, well, what's so bad about these guys? And then go find out. And I'm sure you would have no trouble finding out of any of the companies in there at but least where, a couple that are worse where, than Where's yeah. the emotional sandwich for them in that? Because you got to remember, people well, are on it. the internet looking for an emotional, filling little meal. The and they're like, oh. Voted. Uh-huh. We're not regular consumerist readers. The people who voted, I mean, there were a special efforts by gamers to vote for it. They didn't care what the poll was for. They just wanted to make fun of EA. Right, and those guys are jackasses because they are subverting what, you know, should ostensibly be a crowdsourced poll. They're skewing the results down this path. So, yes, they are jackasses. I'm kind of with him. Well, they felt good eating that sandwich of saying that EA is a bad company, and then they were done. They're like, oh, eaten. If they were to research all those other companies, they'd have to like work and think and be like, I'm not that interested in this, and then their sandwich is gone. They want a sandwich. I just don't see the point being that upset. Or I'm not upset, or I just concerned. want a sandwich. And there were people saying, oh, I'm so embarrassed to be a gamer right now. People are going to use this. People are going to think gamers are shit. I'm like, what people? Yeah, nobody's going to bother people with that. Who the care. only people who are going to think that people are shit are already gamers. It's, yeah. I mean, that's it. The only people judging anyone are just gamers judging gamers. There's, they always talk about this shadowy, nameless cabal of societal judges that they who are going to think gamers are bad, the they who are going to judge them. It's like, they've already got the school shootings for that, whoever they are. Uh, they're not going to be checking online to see if anyone's voted for any golden poo competitions. Well, they are the man. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, I think, is that there's a fear of legislation, that uh, rights will be infringed in some way, that creativity will be stifled. Um, and there are, this isn't, this has nothing to do with that. 
this will not be pointed to. People will not be looking at this poll thinking, oh my god, look at these stupid gamers, how fucking ignorant and stupid they are they. That I can do that. I'll do it for them. <laughs> but it's it's not going to happen because they don't give a shit. I would guess more, that more as the money's happening. If they're, if you're, you're right, Jim. If they're going to come at this, if, if, if government or interests that are against the interests of games consumers were to decide to step in, it would be on violence. It wouldn't be about who... It wouldn't be about business practices. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to be embarrassed to go to my school reunion and they say, what do you do? And I'm going to make something up and say, I wash cars. Because someone voted for EA in a golden poo competition, I don't want them to know. Because they'll look at me and say, oh, you're a gamer, are you? One of those golden poo voters, are you? Everybody, let's take his clothes off and march this fat piggy through town! Yeah, never happened. (laughs) It's, uh... I had something, too. And now I totally lost it because you were funny. Yeah, I know. He says he's sick, and then he's fun. Why are you stop trying to make me sound like a liar? You're I not sick. I feel dreadful. You feel good, pretty good. I you do couldn't... feel pretty good. I think you do. It's called acting. <laughs> I'm classically trained. You're very good. I'm convinced. Let's do the question so you can go sleeps. I might need to go sleeps, too. I think I have to do some work or something. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I asked the I've got question, people... so. Yeah. Making my life worse as well when my sickness before we move on to questions. Who is that? You'll never guess. Who's making your life work? Who's making my life work? Who's Who's making my life's work? (laughs) I should hope myself. I want to know who's doing it. Motherfucking Trent Reznor. Oh, yeah. I I thought you put a kibosh on his uh, dealings and doings. I tried. You did. I thought you were going to succeed. I had total faith in that. I changed phone number. He's still texting. I don't know how he's doing that. But I get a text yesterday that says, Yo, fucker, where my money at? Whoa, that sounds direct and threatening. I was... So I thought so too. Because bear in mind... It was a random, it was someone else's number, actually. I'm not certain, I think it was Simon Le Bon's. <laughs> who, you know, we, 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 we do a bit of a uh, fantasy football thing on the side, me and um, the Bonmeister, as, as we call him, Skull and Cross Bonds. But. <laughs> <laughs> so he's clearly gone round to his house, probably gone through his contacts, and he's using his phone. Because at first I'm terrified. I'm like, well, fuck, I owe money to someone, possibly the lead singer of the greatest band on earth, until I get bored of them and start listening to ELO again. When did I borrow money? Was this on one of my legendary 80s pop group pub crawls? I don't know, Jonathan. I'm. Sc- oh, wait, here's another text. Lol, only joking, it's chocolate money. Did he just, like, steal Simon LeBond's phone to and, send and these wait. texts? That's and what wait. I'm thinking. I and think on he... top of that, it wasn't... He's... You did steal chocolate money? No! Really? 
but he thinks you did. But it's okay. It's funny. It's like it's not like the joke is you don't really owe me any money. Apparently, he thinks the joke is that it's not real money (laughs) that I owe him. Um, And this was typified by the third follow-up text, which said, "No, but seriously, I want my fucking chocolate." So at once, (laughs) at once, he's threatening me, taking it back, and then turning the take back into a new threat. And he's doing all this on a stolen 80s pop starlet's phone. Simon LeBond. Simon LeBond. The kids listening, they might not know. He was in, uh, not Depeche Mode, the other one. Duran Uh, Duran. Yeah, which is, uh, they got their name from... Barbarella starring Jane Fonda. And, you know, Simon Le Bon's a busy man. He is the man who had a hit with Ordinary World. And he... <laughs> Nobody likes that song. Do I they? love that song. It's okay. He goes, Anywhere. You're better than him. <laughs> no, one's no. Be- no one's better than Bomb Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> I wonder how he looks now. I haven't seen him. The singer for New Order looks pretty different these days. Pretty much like a, a jowly uh, closet elf. What do they call those again in the Harry Potter? Uh, house elf. House elf. That's it. He looks yeah, like a house well, elf now. I don't know what LeBon looks like now. I know what he doesn't look like. What's that? A man with a phone. <laughs> Give it back, Trent. <laughs> But Trent thinks you took. I, I. It would be really good if they somehow made bills made out of chocolate. Though I don't know if that's possible. It's probably just the coins you get on Easter and um, Passover. Well, that's what I'm thinking. He was referring to was um, the, the little coins. Yeah, with the gold metal foil, and you peel those off at the side. Be careful; they're sharp around those edges. Don't let them go under your fingernails, kids. And you peel them off, and you've got a delicious minted chocolate coin. Which can't be used as real currency. Um, and Reznor's a rich man. If he wants chocolate coins, he can go and buy chocolate coins. I don't know why he's trying to shake me down for them. They're gross, too. I mean, you could just buy a chocolate bar and be much happier. They're- what? I love that waxy chocolate flavor. <laughs> I do. There's something satisfying about it. I mean, granted, I'm the same guy that likes the square rectangle imitation pizza that you used to be able to get in school cafeterias, but now is deemed too unhealthy because of the clear layer of grease rising to the surface. Yeah, it's just so. grease and and yeast, basically. Yep. Grease and yeast. Yeah, mm. my oh, put it in me. It's the- the waxy chocolate's fine. It's the it waxy chocolate isn't good enough for the level of effort you have to put into get, obtaining it. You can get waxy chocolate anywhere. There's no extra pleasure to be had in navigating those foil things, which you've got to open the same way you find the um, end of a roll of sellotape, like just constantly peeling and scratching at it, at harsh metal. To peel it out. It's essentially... Chocolate coins are essentially the crab legs of candy. (laughs) Way too much effort for low yield. That's a very nice analogy. Yeah, you're you're still thinking as sharp as ever. I don't Uh, think you... I think you feel... Okay, no. I'm sorry. You're wrong about the crab legs. 
What? I thought it was he was sharp thinking. Crab uh-huh. legs. No, because crab legs is having eating crab legs isn't about or eating steamed crabs is not about the you know getting to the meat at the the center of the crab. That's just a side benefit. The real act of eating hard shell steamed crabs is sitting around a table with newspaper, hitting shit, and talking to people while you drink beer. That's what it's for. The the food, the nourishment, secondary. Drunken hitting shit is why you eat crabs. Yeah, you're talking to a man. You're talking to a man for whom food is never secondary. (laughs) The crab legs hold no value, sir. Uh, The questions are in. They're they're delicious. They are. Oh my god. Crab meat is very nice. That's but you like those coins too, though, Conrad. I do. It's a valid analogy. I assume. I think I think it's a little sweeter because you work for it. Yeah. You know, you, you have to earn your your waxy chocolate or your 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 crab meat. That's like that's the thing I miss about the East Coast more than anything else. Um, I spent you know my first ten years living in Pennsylvania, and we could go to this this crab shack, and they would have fresh crabs from Maryland. They would steam them. You bring home bags of them, and you know set up a picnic table and just hit shit and eat crabs. And uh, tomatoes. Those are the two things I miss. Hard shell, steamed crabs, and tomatoes. And there used to be a place in Phoenix when I lived there uh, that had hard shell crabs. And you could go down and have that experience again. And they lasted like two years, and then they burned the place down for the insurance money. Aww. Yeah. That's too bad. I'll get you a crab. I'll bring you a crab if, we, uh, if I see at E3, if I end up there and you end up there. Nothing would please me more than to get crabs from you. <laughs> And tomatoes? Or just the crabs? If you were to give me the crabs, I, 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 I you'd ruin me for all other women. <laughs> what? I'm not a, all other women. I'm not a woman. Not yet. <laughs> what's, what's happening? This has been the wackiest episode in a while. Uh, questions, we got them. From uh, Yohau Melha. What an interesting name. I've got a question is. first. Yeah? Uh-huh. For, for the Podtoid listeners. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> just That's just general. I don't, I don't understand any of this internet thing. <laughs> I'm feeling so old and out of touch lately. I remember when I was a kid and, and people in their 30s and 40s would be like, why are you watching that Ren and Stimpy crap? I don't understand that. And I'd be like, it's obviously great. Duh. And then Let's Plays come on, and I'm like, why are you just watching? You can play a video game right now. And they're like, no, I'd rather watch someone else play one and talk about it. I'm like, but you can play one. There's so many good ones. Nope. And that's just because I'm old. It's not because Let's Plays are bad. It's because I truly just am out of touch with what's good these days. It's all over for me. Anyway, Yohau Melha. You know, hang on. Before before we get to that, I think uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that the existence and popularity of Let's Plays speaks in some fashion to the overall quality and enjoyment of our video games. That we would rather watch someone else play them than play them ourselves. And I can't tell if that means that the video games are so good that you don't even need to play it to enjoy it. Or whether they're so bad that you don't want to play it because it's not fun. It's better to just think about them without playing them. Let's Plays are fascinating as a subject, but to actually watch them generally makes me very bored. 
fast. Oh, and then the let's but by play all series. means, please feel free to enjoy the new Let's Play series I'm doing with Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Conrad's will be good. Uh, I actually, I, I, I was uh, editing. I say editing because there's not really a whole lot of editing, but my uh, capture equipment is a little dodgy, and especially for like extended recordings. And so there's like five seconds of video footage that's just missing right from the middle of it, but no indication whatsoever because it doesn't create a new file when it has this error it just slaps the next frame it captures right next to the last Whoa. frame it captured and so i have to scroll through the thing and and find uh where this these gaps are and so i was doing that last night and listening to it and, and actually you know i didn't think it was awful which is kind of weird like i i don't was think i'm that funny really no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the, 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 the bit that... I meant the show in general. The show oh. in general is not awful. Good. You know, high praise coming from a guy who's on it. Hey, it doesn't sound like we're complete retards on this thing. Total... Re, you know, it just... It'd it's, be good, then. Uh, yeah, it might because be. Because some people do sound, to me, pretty not fun to listen to. And then they're at least moderately popular in the Let's Play world, so... It's a whole different it's standard. Things, it's going to have to get, like, we're going to have to get custom to it and get better at it. And oh, sure. uh, I think over time it develops. There's some spots of quiet that probably don't need to be there and, and so forth. But it, it will get better. We've already shot, like, four episodes of this oh, thing. Oh, cool. So. It would be weird if you your first episode was the best and then you just slowly got worse. Yeah, it was just, immediately. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to yeah. go on any arc, it's good to uh, keep getting better as opposed to worse. So that's good. But anyway, for Johan Melhan, I don't know how to say his name anymore. He says, glad pod tide is pad, glad pod toid is still on. Hope Jim gets well soon. Jim. Oh, see, they he knows you're sick and he cares about you. And then question in all bold and all capitals is PS Vita making a comeback as of late. Or does it have too many ports? And this is interesting because it ties into someone else asked almost the exact same question. Uh, Lucas Heinzel asks, why was the Vita praised as an indie heaven but the 3DS not as a JRPG sky? Anyway, people are talking about the Vita a lot lately. They want to know if it's important and good now, if it is an indie heaven. There's been plenty of praise for the 3DS and the DS as, as JRPG even something yeah yeah i think there has been um though i've been hearing a little bit more lately developers who were working on 3ds uh downloadable titles saying they're moving those titles over to the vita at this point because sony is really sweetening the deal for them and also just sales data um yeah. well if vita, they yeah i was gonna say if it's downloadable i can understand the move mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I mean the eShop is doing pretty good, uh, from what I've been told. The the shining example being uh, Gunman Clive uh, apparently is still continuing to sell pretty well, and at this point has outsold the Android and iPhone versions combined, even though it's at the same price. So, so a lot of people are saying that the eShop is a place to make money, but I'm hearing people say the Vita's even more profitable it's not that the 3ds is bad it's that the video is uh i get, i don't know if it's because people are starved for games or whether it's just a it's a console that attracts a consumer that is willing to take a risk on a new interesting thing 
as the Vita was a new interesting thing um, and they bought one, that must mean they're the kind of person who's willing to buy games that are also a little bit risk-taking. Yeah, um, well, and they're, they're lower risk for the... It actually represents a lower risk to do that kind of thing on the handhelds. I mean, the budgets aren't as high. You can afford a failure or two in the way you would be able to with the big AAA console title. So sure. I, I think that it's the place where uh, we're seeing the most experimentation and, and push for new ideas. Mm-hmm. And, and then, Vito, yeah. I was going to say, and of course the Vita is getting all these ports, as, as the guy asked. Um, uh, sorry. So this, <laughs> now I'm fucking... I had the burst of energy, and now I'm fine. good. That's okay. Uh, That's, uh, I will say, if you want. Unless you want to talk, Jim. Do you? Uh, you got one. Go, go ahead first. I was going to say that the Vita owners I know truly love video games a lot and love just the idea of video games and that excitement carries over to their purchasing practices and they'll take a chance on a new thing because they're like i just love video games i'll get any of these and they play them all the time uh 3ds owners it's not the same level of intensity a lot of the time and there's a little bit more safety in their purchases they mm. the ones i know personally anyways is purely anecdotal uh research if you want to call it that but they'll they'll stick with the brands they know they're a little less uh ready to jump on a totally new idea or new feeling whereas the vita owners are like can't wait for Luft Rousers from Vlambeer and bought Retro City Rampage, uh, even though you know it was a whole new IP. And I think that's actually where Retro City Rampage gets played the most, uh, according to Brian. It's certainly, where I play it. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of people Vita. did. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what I like about these ports. It's because you know systems get criticized for a lot of ports, and and the PS Vita's had some criticism for that. And some people are wondering why it's not getting more criticism. But the kind of ports the Vita's getting are the kind of games I'd love to play portably. Mm. It, it they're really sensible ports, like Limbo. Limbo to me is perfect. Like I played it on the 360, loved it. Um, been considering playing it again, but never really found the time or the motivation. Having it on a Vita. Perfect. I will get that again. I will buy that again. Um, that yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, and I think with the 3DS, it, it's that's more of a system where people buy a game and they can just keep playing that game, mm. and they're happy with that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, a few months later, they might get another one, and they're happy with that for a good long time. Whereas the Vita is is. Um, giving people a, um, more of a chance to buy these low low risk um, low commitment games they can just keep buying and playing and, and fucking around with and it again it might be part of the fact that there has been a glut of um, not a glut there's sort of a real lack of um, actual retail games for the Vita mm-hmm. lately mm-hmm. Uh, sure. so this stuff coming out digitally is really exciting yeah, it's uh, in terms of grasping people's attention, it is hard on the 3DS where you have retail games coming out all the time and Nintendo talking about their stuff all the time for uh, eShop game to feel like they have the opportunity to be a headliner. But on the Vita right now, it's kind of, well, what are you up against? Um, you know, what is Spelunky and Limbo? What what games uh, from Sony do they have to compete with for for mind share and attention, and they 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 have the capacity to 
to steal the show on the Vita right now, which I think is really exciting to them. And that's uh, in part why I think... Uh, not not just one. I've heard quite a few people who are I can't say what games they are, but announced 3DS games are going to be announced to no longer be 3DS games and are Vita games. Um, we'll probably be hearing about that this summer, but mm-hmm. quite a few people have been saying that. So good for you, Vita owners. I still got to get one. Uh, I know good. it's neat. Yeah, I, mean, I like it. Another thing we look at yeah. is the the major publishers, the quote unquote AAA publishers uh, don't see the PS Vita as having a big enough install base for them to really bother supporting it. Mm-hmm. And once upon a time, that may have been the death of a system right there. But what's not popular enough for the big companies to pay attention to is still perfectly popular enough for the smaller guys. Sure. You know, it's still perfectly popular for your uh, Retro City Rampages and your um, Luftwausers and mm-hmm. And I said that wrong, did I? No, I think you did good. Um, and all those kinds of games, because it's all. We've talked about this on Podtoid before. It's all about finding success on your own terms. It's all about knowing what the limits are, what you can reasonably achieve, and then doing it, and having realistic goals. And the PS Vita uh, is perfectly designed for people like that, who were never gonna sell, you know, three million copies of their game anyway. Um, but probably have a decent chance of selling it to all of the people currently buying and playing games on their Vita. Yeah, I, I I don't know why I'd have to think about this, but for some reason I've always loved the idea of a console that sells you know 100 million units, but then just has tons of games on it that each sell a million or so, and that's considered a huge blockbuster, and everyone's totally happy with that with... Tons of games that didn't cost a lot to make, um, and therefore didn't need a lot to didn't need to sell a lot in order for everyone to be rich afterwards. And there are all these different fun little games on there. That's that's what I want to have. Jonathan Holmes. Yeah. I give you the PC. I know the PC computer can do that stuff, but then I gotta plug a controller in there, and I'm just like, ah, forget it. Go home to Bel Air. No, the personal computer's pretty good too. Yeah, I like it. It it, it does a lot of good. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Uh, it certainly uh, has a lot of people going out with their achievable goals rather than Tomb Raider selling seven million copies. Oh, I forgot about that news. Fucking fantasy world. That's what Square Enix wanted, right? I, I apparently they were expecting seven million copies in the first month of sale. I believe that's just shy of what Black Ops 2 managed. Is there any... Has Tomb Raider ever sold that well? And does the game appear to... that it Does it seem like it cost that much? God that they knows. would need to... I didn't... Ugh, yeah, who knows? Even if it did sell that well back in the day, you, you can't have those expectations anymore. There's too much competition. There's too much audience fragmentation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's why a TV show that used to get 5 million viewers back in the day in the 80s or whatever have to adjust to be happy with a million now. Uh, it's the sheer level of fantasy now that that's coming out of the AAA space. It's, it's ludicrous. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all comes together for them or, or not. Uh, preposterous Whitey asks... How do all of you feel 
about Ronnie James Dio. I think we've talked about him before, have we? When I was in my early 20s, I think, I was out with a girl and we wound up in this strange woman's house who was, uh, uh, I don't know, some friend that this girl I was spending time with had made. And we wound up like hanging out there an entire morning. And she had this wall, like that was a shrine to Dio. Really? And all these photographs of the two of them together. And she claimed to be, you know, his local girlfriend. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> local girlfriend. Yeah, you know, he had these all over, apparently. According to her, you know, but 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 she was who he he'd come to see when when he came into town, apparently, or something like that. Good for her. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's a good catch. Well, and you know, she just she had nothing but very nice things to say about him. But it was a little. <laughs> it was, I mean, it wasn't even like creepy shit. It was down to earth normal shit, which is even creepier in a way, especially in light of the fact that it's probably complete fabrication. <laughs> Yeah, but in her mind it was real. So it was very real. Yeah, that's, I give the pet shop boys kisses when they come to Mississippi. I'm their their kiss boy. <laughs> give them their kisses. Kiss bake, bake them a peach cobbler. Goes down a treat. They love it. How many pet shop boys are there? Fifty six. <laughs> so many boys <laughs> on stage. <laughs> Woof. I don't know if New York City Barely got enough room for the pets. Mm, <laughs> so uh, I'm so tired. Do you want to... And I think I might be on Foom's... King Foom is live streaming with the uh, Guaca Melee guys right now. And he said I should try to get on there. I don't know if I can do it. That would be fun, though. I would be surprised if you could. I, I, this oh, podcast I has I certainly ruined what last energy reserves I had. Yeah, I'm pretty down for the count. But we can talk about the things we do in yeah. Jim, you did a Jimquisition. It was good, even though you're sick. Um oh no, I did that before I was sick. I oh. got a, I got a So the next one's gonna be awful. The next one's I... gonna be dreadful. I'm filming that tomorrow probably. Um, oh, no. that's gonna suck. I'm but sure it'll be good. You sound great. You're doing good. This past Monday's one was called Why An Always On DRM Console Would Be Dumb Dumb Dumb. And that was me not just picking on Microsoft, just tearing apart the whole idea, because some people um, have suggested even if it doesn't happen, what would be so bad about it. So I just tried to explain what would be so bad about it. And that did very well, and got picked up on NeoGAF, which was cool, um, because none of them called me Fat Douche on Twitter, um, which is always just a victory. If, if you have a, a multiple-page NeoGAF thread and not get called Fat Douche on Twitter. Um, so I'm one up above every Polygon writer in that Ooh. regard. <laughs> Even Samit Sarkar? No one knows who he is. So <laughs> <laughs> I should point out once again, I jest out of... Love. Well, did you, did, did you hear the story about Anthony Birch at the, uh, I think it was a PAX panel? And someone came up to the microphone who looked a little bit like Submit, but was not Submit. And 
Anthony introduced him as Submit and went into this whole like thing about how they work together and da 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 da. And then the guy had to tell him that he was not. <laughs> Whoa, that's incredible! <laughs> I had not heard about that. So t- what, what they're basically saying is, is clearly Tiny Tina in Borderlands Two was racist. <laughs> oh. The evidence. I'm pretty sure that that is a true story and not a story that I totally fabricated because it would be amazingly funny. I'm pretty sure that actually happened. Hello? Hello? He's gone. Oh. So. Oh, there he is. Nope, he's gone again. Jonathan, you're cutting out like, like, whoa. So what else are you doing this week, Jim? Yeah, Jim, we're talking to you about what you did. Oh, yeah. Um, so, if you go on escapismagazine.com, uh, that's where the Jimquisition lives, and check that one out, and check out all the other episodes. The creepy cull of female protagonist episode is still um, drawing in lots of views, which is awesome. Really proud of that one. Um, also, this week, um, on Thursday, uh, Movie Defense Force will be on Escapist Magazine as well. Uh, this week, we're talking about the 2009 reboot of Friday the 13th. Oh. Yeah. I think I saw that. No, I saw part two. Ah. I saw the reboot part two with the guy from Supernatural. It's all right. But enough about that. Uh, Me, I interviewed a guy named Steve Swink. And when I say interview, I just mean had a conversation for an hour and a half with him. He worked on Tony Hawk Underground, which I didn't know. And he wrote a book called Game Feel about uh, designing a video game and making it feel something. Boy, was it fun to talk with him. We we decided that the human race was good (laughs) and that he is going to have a hard time making a video game called Scale. He's making it, though. It is a first-person puzzle platformer where you can change the size of any object to really, really big or really, really small um at any time in any object uh it's a huge idea that you can easily screw up so he's working really hard to make it so the game isn't broken but you see a little dollhouse and then you enlarge it and then go in the house and then find a dollhouse in the dollhouse and then bring that dollhouse out of the dollhouse and then enlarge that one and go in there and find more stuff there's all sorts of ideas he has um he's really passionate about them and he also on top of that he in a curriculum, uh, in both earth science and persuasive writing, and created video games to replace the textbooks in those classes, and the kids learned more without textbooks than uh, they did uh, the video games. I mean, caused them to learn more than they would have if they had textbooks. They're better than textbooks. He proved it, and those games sound pretty fun too. One of them is about a monster that uh, lives in a scientist shack. You'd probably like it, Jim. It's like when it, it was a little, it's a little bit like some of the ideas you have for me to just be a mute, troubled, uh, entrapped man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check that out, Steve Swink. You can listen to him talk on iTunes if you look up Sup Holmes on iTunes. The whole episode's up there, and the rerun is on YouTube. Uh, Detroit TV's uh, YouTube channel and the the post is on Destructoid. As for the Sunday, we have Adam Hart, who is the co-creator of Dive Kick and also a champion. I think he mostly played the versus titles, Capcom versus titles, but he played a lot of stuff. 
He's an expert fighting game guy and now game designer. So that'll be this Sunday on Twitch TV, uh, Destructoid's Twitch TV channel at 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Fun. I think, oh, and I reviewed Guacamele. Is that how you say that word, guys? Mele? Guacamele. Mele, yeah. Yeah, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I liked it. Uh, some people on the internet got annoyed, and a lot of them didn't even play it. But they're like, ah, there's too many Reddit jokes. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. But apparently if you do a little poster with like a little Mega Man on it, or there's even a little Destructoid guy poster in it fighting uh, a little giant bomb guy, uh, apparently that, that annoys people sometimes now if you do that kind of referential humor uh, uh inside humor yeah. people feel like it's now just being done for the cash i know andy not... birch got a lot of criticism for borderlands 2 with that referential humor people really? are like oh more like reddit lands more like border memes really yeah i had no idea but i i know that some people think that it's since it's proven to be effective that people may be doing it ingenuinely because it's uh it wouldn't take much effort, I guess, to just reference this, but this felt to me. And also in two as well. But I like it. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Your microphone's really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> My microphone there? Yeah, yeah. Like? You started to... <laughs> when you said, all right, I thought we were just going to move right on as though nothing had happened. I was tempted because I'm so tired. <laughs> And we're right near the end. It's not the time to mess with microphones. Oh, you want me to put it somewhere else? Oh! <laughs> no, 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 no. Not like that. No, no. Oh, too fucked to capitalize on that. Sound good now? No. 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 Still sounds bad? Does it sound oh. It's a bit better. It's a bit better. That's enough to sign off. Conrad, what are you doing? Oh, we got a bunch of video going up on Destructoid. We got an office chat that'll be up very shortly. We got a, an interview with uh, Spencer, uh, Spencer Hayes did with uh, the guy who made Space Team. It's that iOS game where everyone like has a control panel and has to shout orders to one another. Uh, and he interviewed him while playing. So while you know the guy is trying to talk, Spencer is yelling to Stephen Hansen, who's standing on the other side of the guy they're talking to also with like an ipad it's it's pretty funny um we just had a really cool uh interview with the uh, shovel knight people on detroit tv uh rick spent like an hour and a half with them he contributed the money that put over the top for uh the gender swap uh stretch goal and now i guess they've achieved everything and they still have a couple days to go and there were some possible additional stretch goals they were hinted at so maybe that's coming so anyway you can check that out uh that's on destructoid now uh and uh check out on friday we're gonna launch uh our our new sort of co-op local co-op multiplayer uh let's play series uh that jordan and i have been cooking up for a while um, and that's going to be on, uh, on Destructoid on Friday, I think. And, uh, and boy, it would be really great, uh, to hear Podtoid listeners' opinions of it, um, on the YouTube channel. Not to, because the people that already view our YouTube channel, they're going to hate it. 
They're just gonna. I just know it because they hate. They hate me. I they hate. Yeah. So much. No, they don't. I hate doing content for that channel. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, I want to do more destructoid videos, but I want to do it somewhere else that is destructoid, but not there. We are, I think, slowly winning some people over there. I, I mean, win my dick in there. It's hair. it's long thorny road, and I'm not I'm not necessarily compromising, you know, the way I do things or, or anything like that to make that happen. But I think that. Uh, as more stuff of ours winds up on there and they see that we're genuine and that we're actual you know human beings and uh and they uh, they get an opportunity to get to know us better i think that that sort of fades a bit um i mean they already love you actually you're the exception what me yeah yeah no. every, uh, yeah uh, oh yeah that's only because of the jimquisition now I've managed to trick people into thinking That's I'm all fine. right. That's fine. Well, they, and they also on the, they like they get like Holmes and their and his wife. Well, that's a given. Yeah, I mean that's who doesn't. It's like watching pandas hug kittens. It's yeah. it's tailor made for the internet to to fawn over. Um, so anyway, we're gonna launch that. It's called Couch Campaign. It's gonna go uh, off on Friday. And uh, really hope people check it out and and tell us what they think because it's uh, I hope it's fun. I don't know. We'll see. That's it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And fuck it, we'll see you next week. (laughs) God.